Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan joins us on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. How are you, Premier? Doing well, Roy. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, thanks very much for coming back on the program. And, and your province is dealing with a uh, significant increase in in COVID cases. And uh, I spoke yesterday, as you know, with the president of the Canadian Medical Association. Would you, in your words, tell us what's happening in your province? What are you doing about it? Well, the, the challenge we have in Saskatchewan is we have a, a number of areas that just quite simply don't have a, a high enough vaccination rate. And so in, if you think back to the early days of uh, us managing through uh, COVID across this nation, we had one tool and one tool only, and that was public health measures. Today, we have um, additional tools, so the most effective being uh, vaccines. Um, we also have a, you know, a number of uh, early intervention therapies that are coming on, on, on stream and being approved by Public Health Canada that also could be helpful in reducing uh, some of our hospitalizations as we go forward. But vaccines, uh, they're not a replacement for vaccines, and by far and away, uh, vaccination is the, the most uh, effective tool that we have in this, this COVID-19 battle, and we have areas of our province that are simply uh, too low. So we're working with the federal government. We're working with local leadership on how we can push those vaccination rates up. And we're using some public health measures like proof of vaccination uh, policies uh, to, to help with that. And it is proving to be working. Our vaccination rates today are about four or five times what they were three weeks ago. Yeah. So the word, of course, is that vaccination isn't going to fix the problem of today. It's going to help in, in weeks to come. But today's situation is today's situation. And Trudeau has said the federal government will provide help to the provinces, and he has added that he hopes to be speaking with you about Ottawa assisting Saskatchewan with what your province may require. Have you have you spoken with Mr. Trudeau, and has the situation in Saskatchewan reached the point where you think it's necessary for your government to ask for assistance from Ottawa? I, I did speak with the Prime Minister late last week, and I had mentioned, I'd asked him if he does have... Uh, you know, access in very short order to any uh, very specialized uh, health care uh, 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 people uh, like uh, critical care nurses, for example, respirologists, things of that nature. We would we could use those on the ground uh, here in Saskatchewan to augment our, our ICU uh, capacity. I also asked for a, a number of other things um, to ensure that we can, you know, continue uh, to be effective in our, our battle against COVID here. But in the short term, uh, some very specialized, not a large number of, of people like the Army or, or things of that nature, but a, a, a smaller number of very specialized critical care nurses, respirologists, things of those that nature, um, could be helpful in pushing our beds. We have uh, 125 ICU beds today. Um, we're planning to increase that to 175. However, we are have, having challenges getting beyond 125 total. Uh, just with the, uh, the the health care system as we have it here today. So the federal government could be helpful in providing those, and we're assembling, and we either got him a list of uh, what we need uh, late last week or likely um, early this week it will be on his desk, and, and we'll see what the federal government can provide. Uh, there's also calls, Premier, and I'm sure, you, I mean, you know this, uh, mandatory vaccination in health care settings, restricted public moving, uh, movement, rather, contact tracing, uh, other COVID targeting initiatives, and I spoke uh, in the last hour with Dr. Isaac Bogosh, infectious diseases specialist in uh, Toronto, and he brought up the issue. He says nobody wants to hear this word, but lockdowns again with fire breaks. Are you considering any of this? Is it is anything? Is everything on the table right now? 
Well, I, I think, uh, you know, as we find our way through time, I, I don't think everything is ever all off the table. But, uh, you know, lo- lockdowns, uh, I don't think, are, are, are the, the thing that any government really is considering at, at this point in time. We have so many other tools that are available. Um, you know, we're masking uh, indoors here in Saskatchewan today. Uh, we're in, As of Friday, we've introduced our proof of vaccination record where uh, if, if you aren't vaccinated and you work in an, for the provincial government, um, or you want to go to a restaurant, you want to go to a nightclub, you want to go uh, into a, a number of different venues in the province. You do need to uh, you do need to provide your proof of vaccination. I just been sitting in a restaurant here today and provided it uh, to enter uh, as well in Blaine Lake, Saskatchewan. And so that is helping uh, very much as well. And and uh, but as we do move forward, there's there's other things that we have available to us now that we didn't in in months gone by. Um, that can help keep people out of hospital. There's you know, monoclonal antibodies. There are a number of early interventions that just simply haven't been available to us. They're not replacements for vaccination, but they may be helpful, and we need to use all of the tools that are available to us today, public health measures, vaccina- vaccination uptake, and uh, early intervention uh, opportunities that may be before us. And you do have the vaccination certificate, right? People can download. Yeah, absolutely. We have a QR code you can download. That looks good. Mine, as I said. Yeah, that looks good. Before I take the break, Premier, I wasn't going to do this, but I am going to do it. Um, when it came to Thursday, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, I know you were actively involved. I saw your photograph on Twitter. What do you make of uh, of the Prime Minister's actions or non-actions? Is that a fair question for me to ask you? Uh, well, you, you know, the Prime Minister is going to make and, and be judged on, on the decisions that he makes uh, personally. And, you know, as, as, as we say, no province has made this a staffed holiday as of, as of yet. Um, and we have, uh, you know, discussions around that here in the province of Saskatchewan. Um, when it comes to reconciliation, we need to, you know, all do better, not at, at uh, you know, talking about a day off uh, for the public service or for those that may be selected, but uh, talking and educating ourselves about what uh, the treaties actually are. Saskatchewan has led the way on that in our K-12 system. And talk about what the opportunities are for us to work, move forward uh, together. Indigenous people, Indigenous communities, and non-Indigenous people and non-Indigenous communities. And, you know, where I live in the forest fringe in Saskatchewan, this is always an active uh, conversation. It's an active conversation in our, in our economy. Um, and it needs to be even more so in the in the years ahead than it has been in the years gone by. And so, uh, you know, I'll leave the, uh, the the prime minister's decision as to what he does on uh, what he proclaimed this that holiday uh, for him to answer. Um, we're actively taking part in, you know, how do we move forward as a province uh, with uh, a significant number of indigenous people that live in this area and a significant number of non-indigenous people that live in this area, and how do we move forward together? Premier, the, I know you were frustrated by the uh, the election call, and so many of us were. But still don't know why we had it. Well, I, I think I do, but I won't drag you into that one. Um, when you when we come out of this election now, two weeks later, is anything more clear than it was prior to the election about what the needs and the requirements of the Prairie Provinces, and specifically Saskatchewan, are, what it is Saskatchewan can offer to the national economy, and where it is you need to see improvement in the relationship between the province and the federal government. Is anything more clear than it was? I I, I don't know that there's anything more clear uh, from the federal government's perspective on uh, what we need to accomplish on all of those fronts. I think the people of Saskatchewan, and quite frankly, I think the people across Canada are 
are becoming, you know, quite aware and quite clear to them uh, what we need to do as we move forward. And that's we need to, you know, grow and, and strengthen the, the, the economy that we have and, and in Saskatchewan. And that means uh, developing and producing our natural resources um, in a, and, and, and expanding our opportunity to do so. Um, but in, and while we do that, ensuring that we are, are doing that in a sustainable manner, you'd said before the break that we're still in this nation importing 700,000 barrels of, of energy a day. Um, in Saskatchewan, we, we can produce a, a significant number of, of that offset, some of those, uh, some of those uh, imported barrels of oil, transport them to other Canadians through projects like Energy East, um, and provide a much more sustainable product uh, than we are currently importing from other areas of the world. So uh, put Canadians to work, uh, address uh, lowering our emissions on a global basis. That seems like a, you know, a very, a very wise uh, step to, to take in, in the weeks, months and, and years ahead for Canadians. I'm not sure our federal government sees that uh, quite that clearly. So what's the relationship like between the provinces on, on this issue? I know Quebec has had issues, at least the government's had issues, government of Quebec, with pipelines, but it's very clear that we can provide secure energy for this nation and we can export secure energy to the rest of the world that still requires our energy, wants our natural gas, wants our oil. Uh, but what's the relationship like between the provinces on this matter? Well, I, I think when you include all of the factors that are in play, uh, the relationship improves and improves very quickly. For example, we have a great vulnerability right now in, in our energy that is uh, coming often from Western Canada, servicing uh, and providing uh, the product for Eastern Canadian, Quebec uh, and Ontario refineries, uh, is heading down through the U.S. up through Michigan uh, to those refineries. Uh, there's a vulnerability when that pipeline uh, may get pinched off from time to time due to the whims of a of a Michigan governor uh, that there is a you know not only uh, a challenge for employment uh, in those refineries but a challenge for providing uh, fuel uh, to not only Canadians but the much of the eastern seaboard and so we should take uh, when we talk about uh, you know our energy industry for example our food industry as well food production industry any any of those industries that are needs not wants uh, at this point in time uh, we should really take into account the the fact uh, and, and the importance of energy security and that's why we should really be having a, a very adult conversation around how do we uh, provide energy security, first of all, for Canadians, second of all, for North Americans? Um, and how do we uh, provide uh, that pipeline, if you will, if you pardon the pun, of, uh, of energy security with some of the most sustainable energy in the world? Much of it that is produced in places like Alberta, Saskatchewan and Newfoundland. Yeah, it's a head shaker because, we're again, we're importing more than 700,000 barrels of oil a day. But we're not trading among ourselves or have pipelines going from one end of the country to the other to Tidewater to get our energy sold to other parts of the world. Premier, on the, you mentioned the food industry, and I'd like to ask you about your agri-sector in Saskatchewan. Tremendously important to the province, tremendously important to the country, and Canadians are very much aware now of rising food prices. What's the reality, what's the health of your agri-sector? Agri well, our, our agricultural sector is is in is in re relatively good shape, and it's due to about a decade of, of relatively uh, strong prices and, and incredible increases in, in production, uh, thanks to the the primary producers and and the general health of the industry that we have here in Saskatchewan. Tough year this year. Uh, we're we're down uh, a bit this year in in many areas. In some areas, uh, we're down a lot. There's uh, some areas around Rosetown uh, here in the province that are, are really struggling with very very low production. If, 
virtually uh, no production at all. And so there's there's some challenges that are being presented in in many areas in Saskatchewan uh, with the production of uh, of our agri food crops here to, uh, this particular year. Um, and we are going to see some some you know strengthening for the exporter, which is us, um, but some higher uh, food prices. I think uh, in in many areas, not only due to the production challenges that we've had, but also uh, to some of the supply cha- supply chain challenges that we're having, uh, not exclusive to the agri-food sector, but uh, I think all sectors are being included in that to a degree. Now, we were talking with uh, Professor Sylvain Chalabois about that yesterday, and the supply chain is more expensive now because of the increase in prices of uh, fuel, and trucks run on fuel, and when, it, when, the, when the fuel goes up in price, the consumer ultimately ends up having to pay at least some of that increase. Let me come back, if I can, with you in the minute and a half we have left to the issue of COVID. And you mentioned getting the vaccination rates up. Uh, 73%, I believe, is the vaccination rate in in your province in Saskatchewan, the Canadian Medical Association, insisting this has to change and the percentage of inoculated residents in both Saskatchewan and Alberta must increase. How do you do that? Well, we have areas of the province that are much lower than than even that. Some some northern areas, uh, some rural or remote areas uh, here in the province. And so we, we we did talk about this with the prime ministers. How and what can we do to uh, push uh, those vaccination rates up? We've asked the medical community here as well to participate in uh, ensuring that they are directly taking on some of the misinformation that is being spread uh, online and, and other platforms. Um, directly. We don't need to tell people uh, anymore why they should get vaccinated. They've heard that. What we need to uh, tell some folks is uh, is to directly rebut some of the uh, misinformation that is incorrect uh, that is being made available to people online and through social media platforms. Um, but we have a uh, some more work to do as a province on, on pushing those vaccination rates along, in particular in some areas of the province where we're you know, well under 50% uh, vaccination rate. We may have to go door-to-door in some of our more rural and remote communities offering uh, that that opportunity uh, and access to, to a vaccine, which, which sounds, uh, you know, challenging and then almost uh, unbelievable, but it is uh, it is what we're going to be looking at here. And we've done it uh, to some degree already. So we're going to push our vaccination rates up. We need access to some, uh, some additional early intervention uh, um, treatments. Um, and we still have significant public health care or public uh, health measures in place, uh, including a proof of vaccination process. All of that is needed for, for Saskatchewan to find its way through the next number of weeks and ultimately the next number of months across the nation. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.